best of books. It was the worst of books. This is a roundup of the 2022 season of Lit Society. Let's get lit! And this is Alexis. And you're listening to our end of season bonus special. Pew, pew, pew. A roundup <laughs> of our round 2022 up. season. How exciting. That sounds good. That sounds good. Alexis, can you believe we're about to enter our fourth year, our fourth season? <sighs> I absolutely cannot believe it. I mean, wow. You did good, We've been kid. putting in the work. <laughs> we who are you telling? Yes, we have. And so much has happened over the past three years. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, life still mm. continues, even if you have a podcast. So we're going to talk about the themes of the week that stuck with us, that hung on in our minds just as much as some of the books we read. We're going to talk about the books that as Alexis likes to say, we hated. Oh, I don't like to say that, or do I? <laughs> and we're going to talk about those books that we love. So let's start off with the themes of the weeks. So within each episode, before we dive into the plot of the book, we discuss a theme related to the story. What were your favorite themes of the week this season? Let me just start with um, some episodes that I really enjoyed. I have fun with. Can I start with that? And I'm going to say first and foremost was the importance of being earnest. Oh, that was so I fun. I really enjoyed that. I I believe that's the one we did the we read together for our dramatic reading and I loved doing that. That was like <laughs> really fun to me. I felt like I was in on stage somewhere. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so go back and listen to The Importance of Being Earnest by Oscar Wilde, where we do have a dramatic uh, reading in there where we are really in our geek bag. Yeah. (laughs) We got set changes and everything. It would distress me more than I can tell you, dear Gwendolyn, if it caused you any mental or physical anguish. But I feel bound to point out that since Ernest proposed to you, he clearly has changed his mind. If the poor fellow has been entrapped into any foolish promise, I shall consider it my duty to recuse him at once and with a firm hand. Whatever unfortunate entanglement my dear boy may have gotten into, I will never reproach him with it after we are married. Do you allude to me, Miss Cardew, as an entanglement? You are presumptuous. On an occasion of this kind, it becomes more than a moral duty to speak one's mind. It becomes a pleasure. Do you suggest, Miss Fairfax, that I entrapped Ernest into an entanglement? How dare you? There is no time for wearing the shallow mask of manners. When I see a spade, I call it a spade. I am glad to say that I have never seen a spade. It is obvious that our social spheres have been widely different. To save my poor innocent, trusting boy from the machinations of any other girl, there are no lengths to which I would not go. From the moment I saw you, I distrusted you. I felt that you were false and deceitful. I am never deceived in such matters. My first impressions of people are invariably right. It seems to me, Miss Fairfax, that I am trespassing on your valuable time. No doubt you have many other calls of a similar character to make in the neighborhood. Okay, what else? (laughs) Another one is digging down deep. Mm. Uh, if you remember that one, that was, I think it was Katina Horton. Yeah, that was a book of poetry. Yeah, that was, I think that was the first one we did. The book, what, no, first it wasn't. What? Book of Poetry. Mm. So there are a few friends that I know have actually purchased that book after that episode, which is always the goal. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a great, that was a great book to just dive into and a very short read. So it was yeah. easy to absorb those stories. And what I liked about it is that um, we took turns sharing from within that book 
uh, the poems that we enjoyed. I love being educated on what trokey is that the word? Uh, What's trokey? Uh, uh, nope, nope, nope. You gave me a whole schooling on that one. So you can't tell me you don't know what that means. Trokey? Yeah, that's what we talked about. Uh, how okay. to read poems and the up and downs with the stress and all that fun stuff. Like iambic metameter? All of that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Trophy was <laughs> oh, part sure. of that. Sure. Yeah, Can you yeah. believe that, y'all? This is how she do me. She show out, out, out. I just out. make up stuff. Yep. And then forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That so was amazing. I really, <laughs> <laughs> really enjoyed that one. Me too. Avi, <laughs> Avi. Um, and then another one is that stands out to me is the immortal life of Henrietta Lack. Yes. I loved the um theme of the week, which dealt specifically with medical murders. Mm-hmm. And you pulled out a few from the book, I think, and then one from somewhere else. And that was um that to me was like a reminder to pay attention to what's going on in the doctor's office, right? Yeah. And um, I learned a lot in that book about medical procedure and what legally is possible to do with someone else's body or pieces of their body for the advancement of research. And it's really, yeah. I don't know, I want to benefit Whatever from all they that want. research. Believe me alone. Right. <laughs> and I exactly. guess that's a selfish way to look at it. But yeah, that yes. was really interesting. Good pick. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a standout theme of uh, the week for me. Just a lot of good reminders to pay attention to your time in the doctor's office. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then another episode that I really loved was the wild card episode. And I believe this was like, um, I think it was the poetry month that we did it, like April 22, where Mm -hmm. we did the song lyrics and storytelling. And you also did the interview with Donnie Walton. That was amazing. Cool. Shout out to Donnie, um, author of The Final Revival of Opal and Nev. Thank yep, you for yep, your yep. time. That was incredible. Yep. Yeah, that was a, a a lot of fun to me. One, it was one of the first quizzes that I won. <laughs> okay. Stand out. Three cheers for me. Because um, of your extensive knowledge of Slick Rick. How could you lose? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that <laughs> that also was a favorite. So those were like stand out to me. How about you? What were your favorite episodes, your favorite themes of the week? So one book that I feel doesn't get its flowers is American Spy. <laughs> I knew this was going to come up. That's a good book. So <laughs> shout out to Lauren Wilkinson. Um, I loved the theme of the week, which is uh, <laughs> the truth about Mary Bowser. And this is a woman I'd never oh. heard of before uh, researching a topic to discuss um, before diving into American Spy. Mary was an incredible person in history. She was an actual a black American spy at a time when um, black Americans and especially uh, black American women even did not have rights, period, point blank, period. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And she was doing the spy thing. And to this day, I feel like they don't even really know everything she was doing. (laughs) 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 They made so many assumptions about her and her station Mm -hmm. that she was able to use that against people. And that's cool. Yeah, that is. Whenever you can um, <laughs> trick people from their yeah. assumptions, that's your one up in them. Let's play a game. <laughs> Alexis, I'm going to tell okay. you three things. This is basically uh, two lies and the truth or whatever. Okay. So spot uh-huh. the lie for a chance to win a million dollars. <gasps> I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to hide one truth in a series of lies, including often repeated lies about Mary, who she was and what she did to save the union during the civil war. Like people Ooh. often get her wrong. Credible sources often get her wrong. So I'm going to sprinkle in some of those uh, untruths in this uh, series. So there's a autobiography about her with uh, from a historian uh, that did a lot more research than um, some one-off articles about Mary. And then there's okay. also an article in Time Magazine I found very edifying 
Um, and even like Wikipedia had a list of lies about her that were Ooh. interesting because as I was reading articles about her, I found some of those lies printed as fact and they were illogical. Like, for example, and this isn't included in the game, but um, I think of the family that um, enslaved her. One of the descendants was saying that she accidentally threw uh, Mary's diary away and that it included a lot of the secrets um, that she was smuggling to the north. But it's very unlikely that a spy would be writing down all the secrets and keeping them in a diary. You know what I mean? (laughs) For for what? Now, what spy do you know in a movie wrote down a secret? I mean, any movie. Today, the Confederacy (laughs) planned a battle. It won't go well. Yeah. So people later was like, that didn't happen. No, obviously it didn't. So anyway, so but these are a little more subtle. So I hope you spot the truth. Let's start. Round one. Name that Mary. Are you ready, Alexis? (laughs) No, but go ahead. Number one. Mary's real name was Mary Blige, and it is from her, the singer of the same name, borrowed her moniker. Ooh. Two, Mary's real name was Mary Jane Richards Denman, and she was only married to a man with the last name Bowser for a short time. Three, Mary's real name is Mary Bowser, as is often stated, and she took the last name of her slave owner because he was secretly her father. Spot the truth. Spot the truth. Two lies and the truth. Um, I'm going to go with what was the second one? Mary's real name was Mary Jane Richards Denman, and she was only married to a man with the last name Bowser for a short time. Dang, this is hard, especially when you don't know what you don't know. And then you you do know, but you might have been taught wrong. Okay, I'm going to go with three, three, three. Number three, Mary's real name is Mary Bowser, as is often stated. She took the last name of her slave owner because he was secretly her father. You wrong. Mm, So it was it was one. I I was thinking one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but you you um, your instinct was kind of pulling you to the second. Right. Yes. But you ignored it. You ignored it. Mm-hmm. Well, number two is the truth. Mary's real name is Mary Jane Richards Denman. She's only married to a man with the last name Bowser for a short time. This is a truth that is actually widely available. However, a descendant of the family that um, enslaved her, uh, the niece was like, I think her last name was Bowser. And so it was printed as Bowser and people often repeated it as Bowser. That's what they had believed. Okay. All right. Yeah. So from here on out, we're actually going to call her Mary Jane Richards Denman. Cause that's a name. Wow. You got me with this one for real. <laughs> Round two. What she did. Okay. You ready for the three, two, two lies and a truth. Here we go. Number one. When Mary Richards was very young, the family that enslaved her expatriated her to Liberia, believing she nor any black people had a place in this country. Number two, when Mary Richards was very young, she stowed away on a boat headed to Liberia in search of freedom. Number three, when Mary Richards was very young, she met Lewis and Clark and used their entourage to escape to Canada. I became Sean Connery for a second. I don't know why. <laughs> and what is that based on exactly? How did you get there? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm delirious with exhaustion. So what it is, Alexis? What's, I'm going to go with truth? number two. Two. Number two, when Mary Richards was very young, she stowed away on a boat headed to Liberia in search of freedom. Sorry, Alexis. The truth was number one. Good grief. I said, you is not going to get this million dollars. Number one, when Mary Richards was very young, the family that enslaved her expatriated her to Liberia. Perhaps they were thought. You know, they were doing her a favor because no black people had a place in America. You know, you always put me in these games where the prize is hard to win. 
Why? Here we go. <laughs> you ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two lies and a truth. Number one, Mary was married multiple times, including to a white man named John Denman. Number two, Mary never remarried after her first husband and was rumored to hate men due to her cruel upbringing. Number three, Mary was once married to two men simultaneously. When the gentlemen found out about each other, they dueled at dawn, resulting in the death of one man named John Denman. <laughs> Dude, these are wild. They're really they good, right? I'm patting myself on the back. One yeah. of them is the truth. One but of they them. are pretty juicy. Juicy. <laughs> You know, that kind of stuff be in the street. I know. Where is Mona Scott? Oh, she wasn't alive yet. (laughs) I'm going to go with number one. Number one, Mary was married multiple times, including to a white man named John Denman. Wow. Wow. And then I just have one more. And this is weird because it's the scarlet letter. You had the theme that week, but you said it wasn't a theme, but it was. We oh, talked yeah, about. Oh, yeah, it was your theme. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, you, it was you. We had the um, the history of colonial, colonialization and the Puritan society um, during oh. those early years. And that oh, was really yeah. interesting. Yeah. So uh, the only thing I knew is that they Puritans founded Harvard, but really their lives I didn't know much about. So. That was a great way to bring that book to life. And it was a perfect theme to discuss before The Scarlet Letter. So (laughs) now let's talk about our least favorite books of this season. And we have a few. Uh, We can't even say like our top least favorite. I mean, what does this even mean? What does it mean? Our least favorite books? Did we not have fun discussing them? So I don't think it's that we didn't have fun. I think it's we didn't enjoy the book. Yeah. So that's how I look at it. We didn't enjoy the book. We go through the emotions and we talk about the book and we enjoy ourselves talking about the book. <laughs> so it's not we like roasting that we didn't... your stuff, but we ain't <laughs> never going to read it again or recommend it. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so at the top of my list for least favorite books this year, <laughs> Drum roll, please. Mm. The Other Black Girl by Sophia ah! Delilah Harris. That's the worst, strangest book. Uh, number four, girl, black women ain't applied grease del- directly to our scalp <laughs> in years. Can we say that? Please say that. We be using creams and stuff on our hair and a little oil on the scalp, but grease? A grease? Grease Grease. on the scalp. Honey. Now, um, Tumblr taught me years ago to stop doing that. Stop suffocating your follicles with grease. I find it very hard to believe that in the year 2022, there are black girls in a hip upcoming neighborhood applying grease on their scalp at a party. A grease party. Grease. No, grease. (laughs) Hey, girl, you want to come over and apply grease on our scalps? Grease. No, I don't. And then we're going to wrap each other's hair up in hair scarves. This felt to me, and we've talked about this before, like all black experiences aren't the same. So this might be someone's experience as a black person in America. I just felt it was very, uh, did you read about being black somewhere? And you was like, they they probably had grease parties and they'd be wrapping each other hair up in (laughs) hair scarves. (laughs) But I digress. That is, I get that a little bit because that is, Head head wraps. I was thinking head wraps. I was thinking head wraps, yeah. not just head. And scarves. that's what my friend said. And I said, "Well, I chalked that up to like colloquialism. Like maybe that's some regional jargon where they said, I don't know. Well, but I don't if know. You remember when she gave the um scarf to the um yeah the receptionist? The receptionist. That woman sounds like she wears head scarves, right? Mm-hmm. Because the way so she I said, thought she was. Go ahead. I thought that was a cultural thing. Like maybe she was Muslim. Oh, like a traditional Muslim. Okay, that but may I, be true. I think I'm wrong. No, <laughs> so that may be true. Now fine. that I think about it, that may be true. Please continue. Um, number fifty eleven, girl. <laughs> we date white men now. No one feels bad about it. <laughs> now I'm not dating a white man, but I have friends that have dated white men, no and guess one. what? I don't care. No, no one. No one. No one. No one. 
Now, that's not to say that some people aren't um, exclusive to black love or that it's not their right to be. Of course it is. That's great. That's my parents. However, um, the idea, the protagonist says at one point that she felt guilty for missing out on black love. I don't know what to do with that. What does that mean? <laughs> that was weird. Continue. And I think that's where her um, being raised in a white environment, she kind of talks about that. Okay. That's what I think. Can't relate. Um, continuing, I heard a Jamaican critic say that she thinks black Americans are obsessed with white people in his shows. Ooh, and I was like, dang, that, that ain't a good look. That's not a good look. That's not a good look. Because that, I, I'm not. <laughs> I see, though, how you got that from this book. Right. Continuing. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure uh, white only book clubs. This is me speaking. Will love this for its refusal, its refusal to confront uh, white supremacy in publishing and corporate. That conversation at the table with the author, I could see that happening. And the book's ability are in a the book's ability, but refusal to confront what the true problem is, um, I think will make some groups very comfortable. It will mm. help them to digest this without challenging their own thinking. And that can be great for um, uh, really well-known celebrity book clubs. Oops. So I think some people will love this book for that reason. Um, however, I had a lot of fun reading it. And that says something about the author. I'd read her work again for sure. Honestly, um, I'd give her um, you know, another chance. Obviously, I'm not in love with this story. I don't understand why it exists. And my reaction to it is a little visceral, but that's OK, it is. because not everything has to be for me. You know, Nella is unable to speak up when it's literally her job to do so, but <laughs> wonders why a black <laughs> cameraman didn't stop Kendall Jenner's Pepsi commercial. <laughs> There is a conversation in the yeah. book where Nella's like, wasn't there a black cameraman that day who would have said something? A hairdresser. Nella, that something. ain't the cameraman job. <laughs> or a hairdresser. Or a hairdresser. Alexis. That's what she said. Or a hairdresser. Woo! I was so mad. I threw the book and it was on a Kindle. <laughs> so I almost broke my phone. Yeah, I actually added it to my list too. <laughs> I, you know, initially. <laughs> no, I, you know what? Because I had a hard time not. I wanted to like it. Remember, if you remember, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna like love this. That book. I'm gonna it's gonna it be a movie or a TV series or something." People love that. Maybe book. they'll edit a couple portions of it, but I I added it to my unfavorites. <laughs> That book ain't good. And it's strange. It's just strange. That was odd. Strange. The hair grease was the most strange to me. And and perhaps some women are still greasing their scalps. I Stop don't that. know. But I don't know about having parties to grease our scalps. Grease parties. And we share grease. We like mix our own grease and then we give it to each other. Coworkers, if you work, if you a black girl, and you work with another black girl. It's your duty to go ahead and make some homemade grease and tell her use this for your edges, boo. Anyway, I'm tired. Next, <laughs> <laughs> The Apollo Murders by Chris Hatfield. Can I just say, both of these authors are smarter than me. They are accomplished writers and um, I don't even deserve to read their works. Now that we got that out the way, that book is bad. I don't like the <laughs> Apollo murders. Um, I didn't care about anyone in it. And it was very detailed in the wrong ways. So as relationships <laughs> would develop throughout the story, that relationship wasn't defined for you. You weren't a part of that. The emotions the characters were going through. Instead, he would describe in detail, perhaps the plane that they were in. Or what they did during a certain war. <laughs> You'd be like, wait, but they on a date. I don't know. Whatever. That was a date. <laughs> okay. That was a date. And then they be in love with each other. Y'all like, y'all sure? I mean, do y'all even know each other? I mean, did y'all meet? I think y'all just love the plane. <laughs> also, I did. It promises murder, and there is not a murder. <laughs> I, I think that's still 
counts as a murder, Kari. It still counts as no, a murder. No, that's not a murder. I think we need to all look up what a murder is. Look up homicide, <laughs> not a manslaughter. If you promise me murder, I'm expecting homicide and I want to find out who did it. And then they, when they found out who the murderer is, they like went into his house and he had tiger sheets and they was like, oh, this man crazy. <laughs> He the murderer. He tacky. He is so tacky. He will kill. Don't come to my house. You gonna think I'm killing folks? I'm just tacky. So uh, what about you? Did One you- does not equal the other, right? No, mm-hmm. tacky don't make you a murderer. I don't think. <laughs> oh my goodness. Maybe it does. Maybe okay. it does. All right. Uh, what about you? Did you have some least favorite, most hated books of this year that you read? Well, both of the ones that you selected, those are uh, both on my list. I mean, I mean, if the book started at the end for <laughs> Apollo murders, the Apollo oh, murders, the sure. book started at the end, like the last um, yeah. few chapters. It really did start. That's when it was warm. It started up. getting interesting. You were like, oh, how he going to pull this off? I only got two pages to go. <laughs> He didn't pull it off. Spoiler alert. He didn't pull it off. Um, and then it's just like, there should be more after that because that's when they was tussling and then nothing happened and the book was over. So that was it for me as far as um, uh, books that I didn't really care for. And then my final book that I didn't care for <laughs> just was say you Good hated it. Girl. Oh. Um, not bad Blood. No, it's the second it's one the you didn't other like. One. Good girl. I don't bad know blood. what's the name of that book. It's is called it? Bad Blood, you guys. Oh, right, right. <laughs> That's how boring the it is. One. That's the sequel to the Good Girl's Guide to Murder, and yeah. I just I didn't like that one at all. I don't know why. Um, that one wasn't good. I mean, I know why. I think it wasn't good. It was too many characters, too many storylines. I didn't care for that at all. It was too long. It was Mm -hmm. too long. Also, it was too long. I didn't care for that book at all. Yeah, but A Good Girl's Guide to Murder, that is the first book in the series. It's actually pretty good. We love a YA mystery. Please Mm -hmm. go ahead and check that out. But Bad Blood. That's a skipper. I hear the books after that are better. So you could totally skip that one. Oh, yeah. I read them all. But I also liked the second one when I first read it. So take that as you will. Oh, yeah. But this time, the second reading, it was it was rough. Well, you know what? Enough of that. Can I ask, are there any books you read this year that we didn't discuss on the show that you'd like to bring up? Let me think about that for a second. All right. Well, I would like to say uh, I would like to talk briefly about one book with a caveat. It involves some assault um, that is just really horrible as it should be. It is one scene, but it is a scene that made me choose not to put it on our show, not to feature it on our show. Um, I had the lovely opportunity to go to Portugal with my dear friend here, Alexis. And before I travel, I like to read a book by a local author set in the place that I'm going. For Portugal, I read Blindness. This is by Jose Saramago. This is a very (laughs) celebrated book, winner of the Nobel Prize for Literature. Um, actually, when we went to Porto, they had a whole room dedicated to him in really? that bookstore that's very famous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that. I remember. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a movie based on this book. Anyway, it's about. So two things. It takes place in Lisbon, but nowhere in the book does it say Lisbon. You just deduce <laughs> that because, you know, the author, if you want to read a book that's set in in the location of Portugal, this probably won't fit the bill. However, that's how I found it. And blindness is a book that has stuck with me. It is about our dependence on one sense, of course, our eyes and what would happen if spontaneously society as a whole can no longer see. Mm. Uh chaos spoiler would ensue um Mm -hmm. so yeah this is a very well thought out book uh there's a follow-up called seeing uh and and that's s-e-e-i-n-g like everybody can see again i guess um so i might read that but anyway blindness this is a very chaotic well contrived plot um, and again, the only reason I didn't feel like it was appropriate to talk about in our show is because 
there is a sexual assault scene that is just so heartbreaking and grotesque. Um, but that actually is what sexual assault is. So, yeah, it should be. Mm. Yeah. And uh, and that's that on that blindness. Jose Saramago. Mm-hmm. There was a book that I um I read this year that we didn't cover, and that was the Personal Librarian. Mm-hmm. Um, that was uh by Mary Marie Benedict, and I think it has to do. If I can remember, I'm bad at remembering, but I know the book is about um uh mixed race librarian that was passing. No, no, she was a black librarian. She was black, <laughs> but she was um she was white passing. Okay. Her parents were um black, but her father was um really pale skin. Okay. And and I think the mother was too, but anyway they were passing and she ended up being the library and I think this is based on a true story um she ended up being the librarian for uh JP Morgan oh wow JP yeah that's his name JP Morgan mm-hmm. so it's he got really, all my money yeah it was a a really um interesting book um that I decided not to include but uh, yeah that was a book that I co- that I read as well this year well, out of those that we included on our show, what were your favorite books this year? Faves. Okay, I'll start with The Other Bennett Sister. Oh, that's fun. I really loved that book. I really, really loved how well it connected to Pride and Prejudice. Um, the voices of the characters really sounded the same as the voices in Pride and Prejudice. Really I can well hear done. and see yeah. it. Um it was it was just really a, a good continuation of the book. Um I love how Mary's character was developed. So mm-hmm. that is at the I guess the bottom of the list. The bottom but. of your favorites. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then um his only wife. Oh. Oh I really like that book. Oh. That was a really good book. Um, Underrated. That was, yeah, that was. Talk book. more about it, everybody. That book, we left at a cliffhanger. <laughs> People are angry. Y'all yeah. angry about the wrong things. Mm-hmm. People was like, spoil the book. We was like, but read it. <laughs> 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 they really wanted to know but anyway I loved that book I loved how it was written I loved how that story wrapped up I loved the arc of the um, protagonist yeah, it was a sure. really well written book and mm-hmm. um, enjoyable to read all around okay I'm gonna this is a collection so this is the Lisa Genova series oh, okay sure. so that is Still Alice, and then the wild card episode we did, remember, and then the interview that I did with um, Lisa Genova. I that was a great interview. All of that. Um, I learned a lot about Alzheimer's d- disease, dementia, memory. I love putting Kari to the test. <laughs> that oh, yeah. was fun. <laughs> oh, fun for you. <laughs> <laughs> But before we dive into our understanding of memories, allow me to give you an assessment, Kari. And it's a mental, excuse me, a mini mental screening that doctors use to identify red flags or to determine whether we're okay if we're concerned about some memory lapses we may have been having. Draw an analog clock and point the hands to quarter after two You can make it as big or as little as you want, but it needs to be an analog clock, not a digital clock. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I need more time, teacher. Okay, quarter after two? Quarter after two. Okay, got it. You're going to put it on the screen so we can see it, you know, share that a little bit. I drew it on the anthropology ad. Okay, let me just show you. Yeah, I got to be able to see it. (laughs) Okay, you want to see it? Yeah. Okay, y'all, look. 
Carter uh, after two. Where's your numbers, Kari? Where's your numbers? All uh, clocks don't have. This is a Swiss, uh, fine Swiss timepiece that I had drawn. <laughs> That's the best you could do. Gone, girl, gone. Oh, and the way you wrote it, wrote it looked it. really wrong. So right. people are going to be concerned about you. Your mental health and well-being. Uh, I love the way Lisa talks about Alice or how we were able to jump right into Alice's head early in the, it was just a really um, well done um, book. And then the book, Remember, that talked in depth about how we remember mm-hmm. um, core memories. And I, I just have fun with that mm-hmm. um, book as well. And then so my final book is Homecoming. <laughs> That's Homecoming. your most favorite book this year. That's my most favorite book this Why year. Why is that? Please share. So I loved going through the generations. Let me just see if I made a note about that. And that's Homecoming by Yajasi. Yeah. Um, I loved going through the generations. That book, I just felt so connected to that book, seeing the two uh, split offs of the families, the one that stayed in Africa and the one that was sent off into slavery. I just really loved seeing um, and hearing each generation after the original, after the sister. I did. Mm-hmm. I just, man. Unforgettable. Um, I experienced a range of emotions reading that book. And that was, um, and it was super detailed. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a journey to go through each generation. I just, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to, how else to say it. It was just really great. And I would read that book over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. How about my you? My turn. Yeah, go ahead. So my list is kind of long. I have seven books here, but I'll lump. I'll make it a fiver. Um, <clears throat> what I'll say? Don't do it. Go ahead, do all seven because I have my three with the Lisa Genova series. Okay, so. great. Then in that case, let's start with. <laughs> Let's start with Their Eyes Were Watching God by Zora Neale Hurston. Maybe I've read this book three times, only once as an adult. And boy, did it hit different. It Um, was. These characters, first of all, the way women's lives and the inner thoughts of our main female protagonists, the way her motivations are outlined before you brilliant you know her why and you know clearly she also is keeping some Mm -hmm. secrets to herself from you as the reader and also from the other characters in the story and it's her right to and you feel okay about it also (laughs) when she has that showdown with her husband that is seeing her as a trophy wife Mm. that in the store in the general store hilarious beyond belief (laughs) i didn't know this book was that funny uh, yeah, so, and then you made me watch the Halle Berry version of the movie based on the book, which I knew was terrible, and I ended up liking that a lot. No. So, you can't find it. I think we found a copy on eBay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, that movie good. Oh, well. Anyway, um, moving on. So, that's at the bottom, but I love it. Like, I can yeah. read this right now again. Just really that well done. Truly what a beautiful a cover. One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that. So that's uh, their eyes were watching God's or Neil Hurston. You will love this book if you um, are longing for a piece of Americana from a female POV. This book isn't about race. It's not about class. It's about life. And it's just really good. Um, then uh, next, I will say Harlem Shuffle. And that's somewhere behind me oh, by Colson yeah. Whitehead. Okay. Colson. Listen, Costa, I'm going to talk to you right quick. I know you got 15 <laughs> Pulitzer Prizes, but do you know you a good writer? You good at it. Good, good. <laughs> you write well. Yes, mm-hmm. you are amazing. And the way those characters were, I thought this was a book about a heist. Because remember, we saw an interview with him when we got our signed copies. Yeah. So yep. we, ter- we attended the Lit Festival in Chicago. Colson Whitehead was being interviewed. He said this is a book about a heist, I think. Um, and we were like, oh, a heist book by Colson Whitehead. What? I guess it was about that on the surface, but so much more under the surface. Yeah. Family, loyalty, friendship, you know, life. Because there were multiple heists, right? 
So it yeah, wasn't just mm-hmm. about a heist. Mm-mm. No, we was bamboozled and we liked it. So that is, (laughs) that's Harlem Shuffle by Colson Whitehead. Uh, Multi-dimensional characters. And in the end, you got to think, well, did it end up well for your guy? The guy that you like in the story? Or could he have made better choices? And would you have made choices similar to his because of loyalty and love? Right. Next, A Pure Heart. By Raja Hasib. <laughs> How come ain't nobody talking about this? Maybe people are. I don't know. Alexis stole this book from her friend, openly admitted it. <laughs> and so we read it. <laughs> and boy, that is a book that stuck with me. Set in Egypt, unapologetically yeah. um, proud of its uh, of the character's ethnicity and um, the drive that they have to be who they want to be. Very strong female characters again. Um, not at all preachy in any way and very relatable. It is describing a life I have never lived in a way that makes me think, yeah, something like that could have happened to me too. <laughs> I don't know. It's really good. <laughs> you so could have put yourself pure there. Absolutely. So, yeah, it was a yes. good book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's A Pure Heart by Raja Hasib. Uh, next on our list, I will say Then She Was Gone, a novel by Lisa Jewell. So I had oh, a few weeks. that was a winner. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stop reading Lisa Jewel books. They're dark. <laughs> Folks, it's going to die. Now, mm-hmm. that said, it's fun to be scared, right? I don't no, know. No, <laughs> Kari, no. It's this not fun to Alexis be scared. This book had Alexis running away from strangers in the street. If y'all also don't remember true. what I'm talking about. She said she saw a man across the street and she just took off running. Was he going to lock her in her basement? His basement? She don't know. And that's all because of uh, this book. So Lisa Jewell um, had a lot of pain in her life and she poured that into her characters. Um, But it is very, it's just entertaining trash. And for me, trash means uh, this is not a book that's going to enrich me intellectually. And that's okay. This is junk food. (laughs) And I like junk food. So that's what I ate. (laughs) Then she was gone by Lisa Jewell. Where am I now? I think I have three more books to go. Okay, yeah. then I'll say, um, oh, this is hard. I will say His Only Wife by Peace Adjo Medie. Uh, girl, hmm, why is that book good though? It's a quality mm. book. It's a good story. Well, why? Those aren't that doesn't mean anything. What is a quality book? What's a good story? Um, it's a the story engages you. You can see again at I repeat, you can see the character arc um, from yeah. beginning to end, the change. Um, there are just so many pieces to that uh, book. I liked uh, the women in the book and the role that they played. Mm-hmm. And then how you have this powerful mom and all the people around her just doing what she says, but it ain't necessarily for your own good. And, you know, a mom figure is supposed to be doing stuff. It's just an engaging and but quality why? story. Why were we, why are we so into this book? Hmm. Cause well, all I have of that my you answers, described, so. all of that you described could be in another book and be very boring. It's okay, like, but this was this book. This was <laughs> yes. this book. But why was this book different? Why is its relatability and um, the way it took control of the female characters? Why was that so enthralling? That's a question for Kari. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, y'all, listen, I love that book. Alexis love that book. Alexis thinks she know why. I'm telling you, I don't know why I love it. Someone on Goodreads said this book was boring. At the end, I felt like nothing really happened. And wow. I was angry at that reviewer. I said, did you read my book by Peace <laughs> and Jovendia? I don't think so. Read it again. She read it, it again with boring. an open heart. They said it was boring. And I get it because it's like, we had a wedding. Groom ain't here. Oh, well. Hey, the mama is using everybody. This is easy to find out. Hey, you're going to have to figure out if you want to be with this marriage. Hey, this man is in love with somebody else. Hey, he kind of in love with you, though. And he fine. Hey, this is your role in society. Either get with it or get out. 
Hey, what you doing? You doing something ain't nobody ever did? Is you going to be okay? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. It's good. I can't explain it. This is a great book. Uh, Well-written, very relatable, even though it takes place in a different part of the world, in a society uh, that on the surface is very different from mine. However, uh, the the subtext there is very relatable. The idea that a mother is controlling all of her children and because of selfish reasons, they just do whatever she says. You know, they want that money when she dies and they want the power she holds while she's alive. So Mm -hmm. they just let her control their lives. um, Sometimes to their own pain and suffering. Also, uh, this man is in control of your future and he couldn't care less about you. Ooh. However, he fine and sometimes he give you a little bit of attention and that can go to your head and then you don't know what to do. Isn't that <laughs> relatable? Who don't love a story like that? This head, this book will bring out the chicken head in you and you'll be like, wait, ch- wait, chicken head, where you come from? I'm a pick me? Oh no. Yes. So that's what I liked. It revealed things in me that I didn't know were there. And I mean, I'm fine with that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. This fine man is your husband and he wants you sometimes. That sounds sometimes. terrible, but relatable. Anyway, I'm done talking about that. That's is really, uh, his is only that wife. Wait a minute. Hmm. It's what? Okay, yeah, it's great. It's great, Kari. It's great. And again, I love the book. book. His only wife by Peace. You Edra know. Mithia. I love that book. Okay, That's is it good. time? Oh, you got two more to do, right? Two more. A Streetcar Named Desire by Tennessee Williams. <laughs> I won't go into this over and over again. It was just my first time reading the play and the way that the characters were um, in pain, but sh- but mm, aggressively protective of their own. Mm, ah, I don't know. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. A Streetcar Named Desire is um, a work that Tennessee Williams poured some of his own personal pain into and the characters reflected well back at us. Uh, That pain includes a loss of um, privilege, a loss of the security that comes with family, the loss of status and the uncertainty of the future. And all that pressure can make you go crazy. So that's a good book. Mm-hmm. And finally, my favorite book of 2022. And this, it's not that it was written in 2022. I just read it this year. And that is Homegoing by Yajasi. Sometimes I put the book down and I was like, what is this I'm reading? I felt so privileged to be able to read a work like this. I have never read a book this well presented. The characters so listen, it's following generations of a generations. family and you there is not a single generation that you can say I didn't need their story. All of these characters you fall in love with and they're all well-rounded. I really ah, I, I was reading it and I was like, how is she doing this? How is the author creating this story? Did she go back in time? So anyway, it was great. So, yeah, Homegoing by Yajasi. That was my favorite book that we read mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Co-sign that one. So what are you looking forward to picking up next year, Alexis? Season four. Well. I'll start. <laughs> uh, the love songs of W.E.B. Du Bois. That book is long, but it's really been on great your from list the beginning. For a while. And that book been on your list for a while? It's been 82 years. Yeah, that book has been on my list for a while. I look forward to um, reading that. We have to cover that in two parts because it looked It would have to be four. (laughs) Okay. Maybe this is a book we can tackle on our break because we're not coming back till February. Oh! Okay. We're taking both December and January off as is needed. Mm Mm-hmm. Blame Alexis. Anyway, um, that one. <laughs> Get good with money. I want to read. Uh, Stephen King on writing. Very cliche for a writer, but I would like to read it. What it's about a you? Book on, oh, you did mention that. Yeah, it's his memoir. <sighs> yeah, well, let me just check. There is a book that I know I'd like to read. And that is, um, I think it's called Black Cake by Charmaine Wilkerson. 
I'm looking forward to adding that to our list. Oh, is it about, is it a cookbook? Like Salt, Fat, Heat, Nasset? No, no, No? it's not. It's not. It's an actual fiction story. (laughs) (laughs) That's a real phrase. That's a real literary term. <laughs> um, definitely that one. And I'm still scouting out books for the next season. I'm I'm digging deep into our um to be read list to pull out some yeah. nuggets. So I yeah, wanna kind of focus on that this year. <laughs> oh yeah, before the year ends. Yeah. All right, well, brilliant. Uh anything else you want to talk about? Before no. we uh, end this recording and really get to the gossip. Ooh, tea nah, time. I ain't got no gossip. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds good. Then we'll see you all the first week in February. That's the plan now. We'll keep you posted. Um, in the meantime, you can catch Alexis on Instagram at Alexis is traveling. You want to spell that for us, Alexis? A-L-E-X-I-S-I-S-T-R-A-V-E-L-I-N-G. Alexis is traveling. Because I am. I'm off yes. and about, you guys. Yeah, she's going around the world in 80 days, but she's actually <laughs> learning something about the cultures <laughs> around her. Not like that terrible book she made me read last year. Um, so we're very proud of her these days. Very happy for Thank her. You. We miss her a lot, but we don't ever have to see her again on this side Ooh. of the pond because we want her to go and achieve her goals. And then we just want to quietly move in with her one day <laughs> with our husband. <laughs> She'll say, oh, it's been two years. Do y'all have a return ticket? And we're going to say, what's a return ticket? <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> so let's like let that. her get established wherever she is in the world. Mm-hmm. Our little Carmen San Diego. Mm-hmm. We love you so much. <laughs> um, and you can find me on my new YouTube channel. That's Chicagoings. That's spelled Chicago. I-N-G-S. C-H-I-C-A-G-O-I-N-G-S. And there I'm talking about traveling. Yeah. Um, and life. Not really. No, just traveling. Traveling in and it's traveling fun. tips. Yeah. And we've talked about um, maybe another podcast in the future. Ah, that's on the back burner because apparently we only have 24 hours in each day. I don't know how yeah. Beyonce does it, but yeah. we can't. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we want to live. So, <laughs> so we're going to do our best, though, to get you some new content in some amazing ways. Um, I really do recommend you follow Alexis because who knows what she's going to do in the future and how she's going to share that. Um, I'll try to include ads on our uh, show that do tell you where we are and where you can catch us doing cool things. Um, but please follow Alexis over on IG to get that information um, as soon as possible. And again, follow me on YouTube. And that's it. Thank you for listening to Lit Society in 2022. We'll see you the first week of February 2023. Uh, Lit Society is brought to you by Alexis Anaria and Kari Herrera. Support the cause by leaving a five-star review for our five show stars. on Apple Podcasts, along with a comment about why you absolutely love us. We love, we love you, you too. too. Please also leave a five-star review for us on Spotify. If you've enjoyed what you just heard, tell a friend about Lit Society. Visit LitSocietyPod.com for show notes, this month's book list, and to sign up for our amazing email newsletter. And until next time, you guys, read read something. something.